Welcome back to Going Long on First. Coming at you, what are we, week eight, week nine, almost halfway through the season. You know what? We're, we're going to change it up a little bit this week, too, just because we can. <laughs> we're going to give you a two-parter this week. Uh, we'll come at you tonight, tomorrow, with our recap of week eight and everything else that's happened in the world. And then we'll come at you a little bit later this week with some previews, some betting, some fantasy tips, and all that good stuff. But bingo, it's just Owen and I tonight. Jeremy's on baby duty. That's what happens when you're a new dad. Uh, so it's just Owen and I recapping these games and nothing else because you know, nothing else happened in the NFL the last couple of days, huh? Uh, I feel like uh, that's a healthy segue or sarcastic segue into some groundbreaking injury news, some trade news, some uh, unfortunate news that I don't even want to talk about, but we're going to have to mention it. And then uh, we're going to, you know, we'll touch on all the games, you know, we'll run through them. We'll do good. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll skim through them a little bit. Split the pot in half here just so we can get Jeremy's uh, quick thoughts and then we'll pick all the games as we always do. Yep. And good times ahead. Always, always, Owen, always good times here going long on first. Nothing but good times. All right. Let's start with some news, of course. It's been a big week. What a week it's been. I honestly, like, I was thinking about this today. I was like, I don't remember a week or even a couple days of just the amount of news and things that have happened in the NFL. I don't remember a single week like that for a long time, at least. All the trades that have happened the injuries, other things that went down as well that we'll get into. But it just, it never, it was a never ending loop of new news that came out. Pretty much. Um, it's comparable in a way to like any week one, because that week one, week two, usually you have the big yeah, injuries. I, just people yeah. coming back into game shape. But this, this one, for some reason, had some huge uh, injuries you know, week to week, day to days, also going stretch into the rest of the season and uh, yeah. maybe some comebacks here at the end of the season to get in the playoffs. We'll see. And I'm sure you're about to give us all the goods, the goods, the goods. Yeah. We can call them the goods. I don't know. Really not a lot of good news. There's some good news with the trade deadline, but otherwise just a lot of sad news for many football teams and fans around the league. But let's start Thursday night, shall we, Owen? Let's sure. just let's just rip the Band-Aid off and just get into it. Okay. Big Robert Tanyan, Big Bobby, out for the year. ACL, freak injury to me. Like, I watched that play, and the way he just went down, I was like, I was like what just happened there? How, how did he fall like that? And we know yeah. why. Yeah, because uh, he tore his ACL while he was doing it, but it just was a weird way it happened. Reminded yeah, me was... when Jordy, sorry, reminded me of when Jordy Nelson did it years back oh, when he kind of just fell non-contact, almost a similar play. Yeah, it's those types of things too when you can just kind of you just kind of know when you see a guy fall like that, you know it's not good. Um, I remember watching the play and I was just sitting there hopeful like. Watching those replays, like he got cleated, right? He got he just got cleated in the back of the knee. He got up and walked. And I know, I guess, you know, when you tear your ACL, some you know, depending on the 
severity, you can sometimes you can walk off and be fine. Yeah. But looks like he uh, did some prep work at practice today, preparing for the injury, but uh, or the surgery. But yeah, he is a goner. We're we won't see him. Lafleur almost teared up in the press conference. Yeah, was, that was that was a lot right there. So it just shows how much he means to that team. Obviously, to Lafleur, um, <laughs> that's a tough loss. It was funny because the the one thing he mentioned too about Tanyan was like, uh, you know, you just see it in his play that he's you know he's good in, in the passing downs, but he's such a good blocker. And he references uh, him laying Nick Bosa out on the ground multiple times against San Francisco a couple weeks ago, which linemen have struggles with. Um, so, yeah. Yep, obviously it hurts. But you know what? That's the one sad thing for the Packers because what a win it was. Wow. What a win it was. What a win. Are we we will come back to that win. Oh, Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, mean, I know you. I know you're super excited to get into we will. it. Okay. That but is. We'll, we'll save that. All that is the reference mainly that uh, we got some more promising injury comebacks here coming in the next couple weeks. Uh, Jalen Smith was released. He was. He was short-lived stint with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, was a healthy scratch against the Cardinals, uh, which kind of was a sign. Right. So Jalen Smith gets released. Uh, Tunyon and also Kylan Hill, the kicker, Kylan which yep. terrible play. So those two on injury reserve, Jalen Smith released. That frees up three roster spots for MVS, Lazard, and Bakhtiari. Devante, but I don't think Devante was brought back from COVID yet. So they're going to have to make another release or they will. practice squad designation to get Bakhtiari also back. Yep. As I think the plan is, Lazard is back for sure. It sounds like MBS is also going to be back this upcoming week. Hope is that Adams will test negative twice. It hasn't been confirmed yet. And then also the hope is obviously to get Bakhtiari back too, um, which he hasn't been because he was put on the IR, correct? Yeah, uh, pop list. He was on the pop. Okay, so he hasn't been activated yet either. So. Um, or designated to return, or however the pub list goes. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of, even though the Packers, quiet trade deadline, but not a quiet week for the Packers, which is all the internal moves that are happening, yes. w- which we knew what would happen. It almost feels like um, they got better at the trade deadline without making any moves. <laughs> yeah, in a sense. Like, I know there's a lot of rumors for Evan Ingram, in uh, New York, there was a lot of rumors for Aiden Hurst in Atlanta. All the all the potential moves seemed to be uh, tight end related. They didn't end up making a move, especially because, you know, LaFleur, we just talked about how much he cherishes a blocking tight end. They're just going to roll with big dog, Mercedes Lewis. and uh, Big dog. Josiah DeGuara, who got a little work. He did. He, I mean, he was our third-round pick last year. Second, third round? Something like that. Third round. So uh, it's time to see if he can do something, I guess. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, let's let's jump into some of this other news as well. Well, yeah. we'll definitely come back to the Packers, of course. Uh, but some other injury news that just ripped a hole in my heart, Owen. Ripped a hole in my fantasy heart. <laughs> Not just mine, thousands across the leagues. Derrick Henry 
also out for the year. I know uh, there's a Titan fan listening right now that is uh, he's been crying ever since Monday morning when they started popping out with that news. Like it kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't think like I didn't think the injury was that bad. I, I didn't really see much Sunday night. I mean, I heard a little bit, but I was like, well, OK, yeah, I'm sure I'll be fine. And yeah, Derek Henry, of course. Yeah. But Monday morning comes out worse and, and uh, worse. Yeah. Out for the year. They said so the timeline, I think, is six to ten weeks. Right. But I was reading that they would be shocked if he came back within that six week period, which would put him what, like week 15, week 16, yes. right at the end of fantasy season and, you know, end of the regular season too. Right. Um, but most things that I read is that they would be very surprised if they rushed him back that soon. Best case scenario is week 16 play or that'd be the fantasy semifinals for most leagues. And, uh, and, and at that point, um, I don't know if you, if you're not hard harboring any players on your IR spot, if you have an IR spot, uh, it's worth keeping him. But at the same time, if you could trade him for, uh, pennies, probably worth it, you know, at this point, cause you're just, you're, it's unlikely that we'll see him back for any fantasy work, uh, for the Titans. Um, they have a chance, you know, they've been playing good. Uh, on the back of Derrick Henry, of course, but say they make the playoffs and completely change their team dynamic going forward, they might get that added bonus of getting Henry some work, some limited work at least by the wild card game. Oh, and I get, you know, that leads me into this because, yeah, the Titans have looked so good this year, like you said, pretty much on the back of Derrick Henry, who has just dominated this season. What reality, what is the chances that they, so they have a pretty good handle on the division after beating the Colts this weekend, they're six and two, the Colts are second place at three and five, and they have a four game lead on them pretty much with the tiebreaker. I mean, so it's almost a lock for the division you would think, but I guess in your opinion, if Derrick Henry doesn't come back at all, um, they make any noise in the, in the playoffs as of right now? Do you Again, have any well, faith in, without a Derrick Henry Titans? On paper, absolutely not, no. But um, it's it will be interesting to see how they change this offense around because the passing game really succeeds off of Derrick Henry and what that does for a play action. That's really when they get their big chunk yardage. And uh, now they're looking at an offense that will have to be – the focal point will be Tannehill to AJ Brown. Like that yeah. will be the focal point. Now they're going to look, you know, they just signed Adrian Peterson. Um, all day. All day. AP makes his return at a ripe, what, 30? 36. Six? Okay. 36. And uh, they have Jeremy McNichols, but he is no good in the running game or has shown so far. And he will be, but he will be. The pass uh, catcher, focal, right? He will be a focal point in the pass game. So look. For a completely, they will have to be a completely revamped offense. So it'll probably take a couple of weeks to get used to it, um, get everything in shape. Um, but they, I mean, for this to happen, they would have needed that little three game cushion, which they have. So uh, anything's possible. Doesn't look like they'll make noise without Derrick Henry, but could they win the division? Um, they're still in a decent spot, stealing this win away from the Colts or, you know, receiving the gift 
that Carson Wentz give gave him in the game. Uh, True, but <laughs> yeah, it's again like it will be completely different. Yeah, uh, I, I'll be interested to see exactly you know how Julio Jones steps up. Players like that, Julio Jones is really going to need to step up. No, he hasn't really done much so far this year. Um, which honestly doesn't surprise me. I really didn't expect much out of Julio. Um, But if that offense is still going to succeed, he's going to have to step up big time. I think. I think you're right. So, all right, let's, let's move on to some other not so pleasant news. Uh, Continue down the injury list because it's just riddled with them. Uh, Jameis famous Jameis Winston. Another one done for the year. Another one bites the dust for a team who just beat the division leaders, champs, defending champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Saints just beat them on Sunday. Looked pretty good doing it, in my opinion, uh, but they lose Jameis now. I mean, and it was that one I could kind of tell, too, the way his, his knee bent. That was – it was kind of – it was caused by contact, but the way his knee – uh folded it was outside of the the tackle itself but it was definitely one you could tell right away uh trevor simeon comes in does some work you know they secure the game with him at quarterback look to i don't know if Taysom's coming back i know he had a concussion uh or he was in concussion protocol at least so we'll see if he comes back i'm assuming he's going to take the work going forward and that'll be another team you'll see probably look to be pretty different and not and more to more back to the drew Brees uh passing game last year where it's all short short yardage and maybe a lot more crazy run gadget stuff yep but that will be the saints offense going forward who seem to show no interest in cam newton to this point yeah uh just i think an interesting note out of this is um philip rivers actually came out and said that he would be willing to listen to offers from the Saints if they were to reach out. He said that they have not yet, but he would be he would be piqued by it. He would be I, be interested. His interest, his interest would be piqued. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it was a nice little floaty piece of information there. I, he kind of he's kind of been teasing it, you know, preseason too. He, he, he did, you know, he, but he did. I guess high school, you know, football. I think that's what he was coaching high school football this fall. So now it's done. He's probably getting bored. Hey, yeah, he's probably done slinging footballs to high school kids. Now he's ready to do it in the NFL again. What do you think, Breeze? Are they going to bring Breeze back? He knows the offense. Uh, He already said no. Did he? Okay. He did. They asked him. I think they asked him uh, Sunday night after kind of the news uh, on live television, Sunday night, you know, prep, things like that, pregame show. And uh, he flat out said no. All right. That's what he says. Uh, I mean, you never know. Uh, But yeah, I mean, obviously he would know the offense. He would know the team, everything like that. I mean, it would be a good fit. I I honestly, I don't think he can physically do it anymore. Um, Another interesting point would be a Michael Thomas will be returning here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, I guess if he only has to throw it 10 yards down the field, then he could probably do it. But beyond that, probably not stoked that he has to, continue that role instead of being able to get the ball pushed downfield to him with Jameis. But yeah, um, I'm sure he's like, you know, the saints coming up with a big win against Tampa, like they're in the, the hunt, you know, yep. they're, they're a wild card in many senses of the word. Yeah. But 
but uh, they're not looking to fold just because Jameis goes down. That's no, for sure. it'll be it'll be very interesting to see what Sean Payton can do with that offense. All right, let's keep it rolling, shall we? Just down the list, like I said. Um, some other big injury news as well. Um, Jameis, Derrick Henry. Uh, what was the other one that I was looking at? Uh, Daniel Hunter gone from the Vikings. Is kind of a big for one year? for them. He's done for the year. That is a big one. Yep. That's uh, a big one for did, that defense. I believe they traded away Stephen Weatherly. So they did. Uh, so they're sticking with Everson Griffin. And uh, we'll see. I mean, Griffin's been playing okay, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I <laughs> mean, big... not. Uh... Not to Daniil Hunter standards. I mean, two years ago, he was one of the best pass rushers in the game. Obviously, exactly. he didn't play last year. Yeah. Um, but uh, it came back and has put up a solid year. But, he, I mean, he's an anchor for that defense. Uh, but, yeah, uh, he's out. He's out for the year, yeah. too. Yeah, so. that defense, I mean, they're – Minnesota's got a lot going on. I won't get into it yet. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. All right. Uh just to finish up the somber tone to this great beginning, um, Henry Ruggs. Ah. I don't know where to start with that. So in case you haven't heard yet, um, charged with a DUI last night slash this morning, I think it was like 4 a.m. is when it happened. Accident. So he got in an accident, um, hit a vehicle in front of them, resulted in the death of that person driving that car and um, was um, intoxicated while driving. So he was charged with a DUI, uh, not manslaughter, I don't believe, but something along the line, DUI resulting in a death kind of thing. Right. Um, obviously, terrible news there. Uh, but for the, the, the football side of that is um, most likely probably done his career uh, legally, I was reading that in the state of Nevada, uh, this penalty charge um, is a minimum of two years in prison up to 20. So his career is probably done in the NFL and also with Las Vegas. Yikes. Um, not much more to say. Made an absolute mistake. High speeds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was DUI uh, resulting in a death. Class B felony. Yep. Don't bring a drive. Yeah, that's. that's uh, I mean, no, nobody's invincible from anything. Uber so. and Lyft exists and would have changed the the, the tone of this yeah. current news yep. segment drastically, but uh, selfishly. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't know. Move on. Raiders are going through it right now. Yeah. But, what a. I guess to segue into that. What a terrible season for the Raiders. I mean. Football-wise, record-wise, they're doing well. First in the division, things like that. Uh, but just John Gruden, Henry Ruggs, they just can't escape the uh, the scrutiny. So we'll see what comes out of this. Obviously, further news will come out of the Henry Ruggs stuff in the next couple of days. Um, but, yeah, not not good. But, okay. Owen, if you're ready to, to, to perk things up, I'm ready to as well. Let's get on to the trade deadline quickly. Let's run down some oh, of these big moves. Deadline. The deadline that, you know, stinks every single year, pretty much. There's For a the few... most part. There's a few big moves this year. Um, but, you know, 
Okay, you're gonna start with Von Miller. Von Miller happened yesterday. Actually, you know, Tuesday, I'm not. I wasn't gonna start with Von Miller. Oh Jesus. Okay. Well, Tuesday, the day itself, or the deadline, we're sitting there waiting for any last second moves. It just doesn't. It just doesn't happen. There's too many moving pieces for these GMs to commit to anything. Uh, Deshaun Watson falls through. Nothing new changes there. And you know, Von Miller kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, but then there's a couple other moves that you know. Uh, I'll play off you. Go ahead and throw them out. So I was going to start last week. I think okay. it was what? Maybe Friday. Um, I think it was what? I think it was Friday because Mark Ingram played for the Saints on Sunday. So it was, that was the first big one to kind of follow within this trade deadline right. section. Um, play Sunday uh, against the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks. Um, you know, looked looked decent as a veteran would do, but it kind of a coming home for him, you know, kind of thing. Uh, he'll probably end his career there, I assume. Uh, but I guess a good, a good solidifying move for the Saints to solidify that backfield a bit. Why not? They let go Latavius Murray, you know, yep. earlier in the season. Um, Kamara's happy to have him back. The great tandem that he started his career with there. With Mark Ingram, Brandon Cooks in Houston was not happy about. No, I'm surprised uh, he was not moved. Surprised. I was going to say I was surprised there wasn't a big fire sale in Houston. Probably should have been at that point. I know Jordan Akins was another guy rumored to get moved, but um, yeah, I mean nothing but it, it can't hurt. That's for sure. I mean, yep. He played yeah. any two days with the team, and he had a couple rush attempts. <clears throat> I mean, that's what you're going to get out of them, just to kind of spell Kamara a little bit. Um, you know, other than that, I mean, not a game or changing move for the Saints, but just like I said, to kind of solidify that backfield and give Kamara a breather pretty much. Should be a good a locker room guy, too. Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. All right. Owen already spoiled the big news for everybody. That's okay. Von Miller to the Los Angeles Rams, in case you haven't heard by now. Von Miller to the Rams, Owen. Like, the rich are getting richer in this situation. And the Broncos are getting dumber, almost, in this situation. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, I, can't, I didn't know what his contract situation looked like coming into this, but he, was, oh, he, he had $9.7 million on his contract this year. Broncos received um it was a second and a third a second and a third and they agreed to pay nine million of his deal so So the rams are pretty much getting him free of charge almost this year the rams i really just want to fast i just want to peek into the future to see what the rams look like in uh you know four years just just no trade capital or draft capital coming in yeah so you gotta wonder if they're just waiting to get some of these like stars to get a little older and then they're going to pawn them off for at least a little bit of back, but boy, are they not all in all in? Yeah. I'm not saying it's the right or wrong move, but they're certainly committing to the next two years. (laughs) And then we'll see what happens after that. But next two years, they're looking for a Super Bowl. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And I mean, I mean, he lines up alongside opposite side, I guess, however it'll look from Aaron Donald. I mean, that's just going to be nasty. I don't, I guess I don't know what you're going to do. I mean, Bob Miller, 
I mean, it's not peak Von Miller anymore. You're not getting, you know, top Von Miller. Like you still have peak um, Aaron Donald, but you're still getting a very good quality pass rusher in Von Miller. Throw him into the to the rotation that they got right now. Um, he doesn't, you know, you probably want him to start. I, I think he's playing the bulk of the snaps in Denver, but probably uh, throw sure, him in yeah. there with uh, Leonard Floyd and uh, I think Leonard Floyd probably being the, I don't remember the other guy's name, but Leonard Floyd being the guy that will work opposite him. Um, and it's, it, what it, else do you I mean, mean? Again, not, literally does not uh, take away from this team at all this year at all. Like, yeah. so why not do it? Uh, Jesus. Ramsey, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, all on the same team uh, is crazy. Along with Matt Stafford. It's just, uh, they're the, they're the LA Dodgers. They're taking that line. Of yeah. Time. I mean, they are, they're, they're in Los Angeles and they're acting like it. <laughs> so it's like the Lakers, Lakers, the Rams, the Dodgers. What else do you need? Yeah. I'm going to tell you Go something, time. Owen, if it's a repeat of history, they ain't going to win the Super Bowl. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm just saying Lakers didn't win it. Dodgers didn't win it. Rams. Cause we'll see. I'm just saying that's all the Lakers. The Lakers won it. Oh, you mean not this year? That's yeah. 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 I was going to say, I mean, the Dodgers and Lakers definitely won it last year. Yeah. But you know, whatever. Well, I didn't say anything. Hey, it's not, I'm just saying, all right, let's continue down the list. Uh, a few other smaller moves happened today on trade deadline day that Owen is so worried about. Um, Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs, which was kind of spelled out. Um, Melvin Ingram, I think, said last week uh, he pretty much wants out because they're not playing him. So 26% they... of snaps last game. Yeah, which ain't much um, for a, still a player of his caliber. Uh, so he gets dealt to the Chiefs, which will help them. Hopefully not this week, but um, I always thought I, you know, when they signed Melvin Ingram, um, I was now that it comes out that he was was unhappy with his role. I'm kind of surprised because they have Alonzo Highsmith and um, T.J. Watt, of course. They were going to play they, the uh, snaps. They must have told him um, something differently. Maybe I'm guessing at the beginning of the year, you know, they they were like Andy Dalton. They stuck his name on the billboards and said he's our starter. I, I get, I guess, but I mean, if you're thinking about it realistically, Highsmith is a young up and coming player that they trust and TJ Watts, a perennial defensive player of the year candidate. So yeah. you got to be thinking you're the third guy in at that point, but I mean, maybe still, he thought he was there was going to be some kind of rotation didn't happen. I guess, but I mean, it, the chiefs needed help. This won't be enough, <laughs> but it's, it's absolutely something. Frank Clark is coming back from injuries. And uh, better than nothing, they'll look to get healthy at, at best and some sort of improvement while the offense figures their shit out at the same time. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's still a good move. We'll see how it plays out. Like I said, hopefully not too much this weekend Packers play the chiefs this weekend. So we'll see, but, and then Charles Omenahu from the Texans young guy got traded to the Niners. Uh, young pass rushing defensive end lineman kind of thing. Um, not a big move, not a big name play, but just another depth piece. And then our favorite name in all of the NFL, Mr. Laurent Duvar. Uh, let me back up. Dr. Laurent 
Duvernay Tardif. It sounds like Chiefs. a sir. It sounds like a knight name from like the 1500s. Right? It is. And yeah. he probably no, he's a should, doctor. He, yeah. I mean, he probably could be knighted too. He's French, right? I'm French Canadian, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Something but, like um, that. But yes, yes. After fighting the good fight against COVID last year, uh, the Chiefs seemed to, I don't think they were starting him anyway. I don't, yeah, I don't think, yeah. I mean, I think there was talks that he would start. It ended up not happening. Uh, so they shipped him off to the Jets where he probably will start. No. Yeah. I mean, again, another team that, just could use all the help that they get. Uh, uh, the Chiefs, so they got Thuni, 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 or Thuni. I can't remember. Joe Thuni, I believe. But and then know. Creed Hum, Creed Humphrey has been a, actually a pretty good uh, addition at center. And then right now they're starting Trey Smith at the other guard, but kind of long. Uh, I think that was kind of the spot that he would fill in when he's back. Um, so at that point, it's like, you know, if they're gonna if you're gonna get something for a yep. guy like that. Uh, that is worth it. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, not like this is going to help the Chiefs all that much, but I guess you never know. I mean, if Tardif is just sitting there on the bench, get something for him kind of thing. So you never know what will happen. Never know. So, exactly. All right. That was pretty much the scope of the trade deadline. Obviously, there is a few trades that led up to it, but that was the scope of the deadline. Like Owen mentioned, not a lot happened. But that's all right. Um, we still got a little bit of news. We were teased with a little bit. We got tickled on it. Um, but if nothing else, let's move on to the recaps, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Beautiful. Great. All right. Dun, 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 dun. Is that a now that's when you, music? That that's when you start. That's the fastest two minutes. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris You're Berman, right. let's go. All right. My apologies. All right. Ready? Go. All right. Sorry, I can't sound like Chris Berman. I won't try to. The Raiders. <laughs> Yikes. Do it. Okay. What's the first game? Uh, well, we have to start, obviously, Thursday night. The Green Bay Packers against the Arizona Cardinals. The, probably the best Thursday night game you'll get this year. Typically, they're kind of a dud game, especially this upcoming one uh, that we'll discuss later on. But um, otherwise, we have the Packers and the Cardinals. What a thriller it was, Owen. Made me real nervous. The fourth quarter, the whole fourth quarter, I'm sitting on the edge. It, You know, it felt like they were an inch from just putting it away a couple of times, and it just didn't happen. And then all of a sudden, it's you got Kyler driving the ball down to the red zone in the last minute. And you're just sitting there like... How how did how did we not put this game away yet? But it doesn't matter, you know. Seth, we should have realized this, and now we know. In a world when you have Razul Douglas, the best player on the planet, playing for your team, didn't matter. Pick, win the game. You saying Razul Douglas is the best player on the team? Thursday he was. You know, I mean, 
I don't know what AJ Green was doing. Nobody, I think, knew what AJ Green was doing. Uh, maybe he thought it was a run play to the right. I guess I don't really know. Uh, but he looks like he was just trying to block Razul Douglas the entire time. And then Razul Douglas, fortunate enough to uh, be aware that the ball is coming, tips it up, and then catches it. Yeah, I'd be interested. Uh, Kyler Murray came out and said he, all, all he said about it was we weren't on the same page and it cost us. So, you know, he certainly isn't taking the blame for it. <laughs> so uh, it definitely uh, – AJ Green just never expected the ball – to come that come his way on that no right not there. at all not i don't i don't called, but i mean it just it was just incredible you paired that with Razul douglas who had his eyes on kyler the entire time seen yep. it coming just reached his hand out and tapped it secured it i just i couldn't it was everybody was in disbelief i think at that point packers fans cardinal fans alike mind you this was also a player who uh was on the cardinals team not even a month ago as well he was comes, comes back and makes the game ceiling pick to end it. I mean, so. as much as much hate as you want to give Brian Gutekunst, um, this was his, you know, maybe influenced a little bit by the whole Rogers uh, uh, drama, you know, say drama, but just the mindset of just yeah. being able to sign veteran players to fill the team out. Um, he signed him. He believed in him. And then it was on the floor and Barry to incorporate him when Jair went down. And he's just, uh, I think Isaac Yadam was starting against the Bears just a couple weeks ago. And Out the door. Immediate, immediately pushed in Razul Douglas. He got picked on, he, or they tried to pick on him. But ever since then, he's just been yeah, a, a number two corner that we signed for pe- peanuts. You know, Pretty much, uh, yeah. He, he's turned into that, yeah. How is that? We've been this has been a problem for years in Packerland, and it was just that easy at this point. So, okay, I'm not complaining. We, we were just we were just missing a Roswell Douglas, apparently. And we got to this point, and we'll probably go a little longer on this recap. Of course, we always do for the Packers. But Razul Douglas, when Jair Alexander comes back, Razul Douglas is kind of solidifying, and it will be take all the rest of the games up until Jair's back. He's kind of solidifying he's the number two corner. Like as good, so? as, Eric, as good as Eric Stokes has been playing, he still makes mistakes as all rookies would in his situation playing number one corner uh, with eight games into his career. Um, I mean, Douglas has just been solid as hell. And, you know, sure, sure he's, you know. Uh, oh, no, I, I was going to say the Hopkins, the big Hopkins catch, probably the, the only big yardage play. Uh, yeah, for the game was yep. that big, pretty much you know, first quarter. That big pass to Hopkins, just to, I mean, Stokes really uh got outplayed on that one. He bit on a little deke by Hopkins mid route, and he was free open down the sideline. And uh, they ended up scoring, even though it was, wasn't on that play. But it's just Razul Douglas has just been solid as hell, and you know, I kind of threw out maybe a little bit of a hyperbole that he was a baller a couple of weeks ago. Jeremy was quick to be like, nah, not Rizzold Douglas. Yeah, but, he's got some harsh feelings. Former Eagle. Whatever, whatever you want to say about that interception at the end, he made the play, the game's over. What are you going to do, you know? Yep. No, I mean, he he had locked on coverage most of the night. I, 
I want to go back to your point about Razul Douglas um, starting over Stokes when Jair comes back eventually. Right now I'm torn. I mean, Razul, like you said, Razul has been solid. He's been good. Um, You know, he's been picked on a lot, but he's for the most part held his own. Stokes has made some big plays, but also given up big plays. I just, I, I mean, I would like to see one of them in the slot, I guess, as the third corner when that happens. I mean, maybe you put Jair in the slot in that situation, I guess. I don't really know. And I think he has been, he has done that in the past yeah. as well. I would I'm just not prefer- sure. Razul Douglas almost kind of seems like that type of guy too, that would be able to play good in the, in the slot. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I know Kevin King is going to come back and, you know, the, the coaching staff just loves him as much as he, I don't know why. Don't know why <laughs> he, he, okay. You fair, but, um, I not get on, let's not back. get on the Kevin King train. Okay. Well, anyway, you know, it'll uh, derail Rob, pretty quickly. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I, um, I, I just can't, I just can't do it. Owen. They have a can't good, they it. have a good, it's a good problem to have. That's really all it is. Yeah. And I think Douglas right now for this year just gives, I mean, from what he's shown, um, gives the best, the play to play, he gives the Packers the best chance. Whereas Stokes is like, as long as Jair's hurt, I th- I'd rather have Stokes being the number one corner. If that makes sense, that gets him the most work, especially if they both have to be on the field anyway. Yeah. And just quicken his uh, learning process up that way. But when Jair's back, and we get into that end of the end of the season stretch into the playoffs, having Douglas, Jair, Stokes in a rotation, or whatever you do at nickel between the three or four of them, um, it's a like I said, it's a good problem to have. And as as toasted as we thought we were without Jair, we're good. I think it's going to be a big test on Sunday when they have to face Tyreek, um, and who's going to match up against him how they're going to match up and uh, yeah, who, I mean, Stokes will have the legs to keep up with Hill, but is it going to be polished enough to stick with him? No, but it'll be a good test for sure. Yeah. Um, And I'm excited about it Uh, really quick. The offense, you know, Rogers didn't have 200 yards passing again, but it was still like, felt like, I mean, what do you expect with, uh, with the only established receiver being Randall Cobb? It was still impressive the way he did it, and they really leaned on the running game really efficiently as well, which is oh, kind of yeah. like, running game was good, which is kind of the name of the game for a Matt Lafleur offense is just efficiency and time management, and like they ate up clock perfectly. It felt like, yeah, and uh, yep. defense played well. Uh, you get to that point, and the Cardinals like they didn't play bad. They definitely were favored to win this game. Probably should have. Um, uh, obviously the Packers played well to beat them, but uh, certainly Kyler definitely his worst game of the season. Um, rushing. I think he only had like 20 something yards. He looked lost without Hopkins out there. Hopkins. That was the thing is Hopkins was out second and third quarter for sure. And most of the fourth until the final drive uh, when he made a big catch. That's all yep. he does. He, he was in there for like, you know, 10 plays. He made two really huge catches, important yep. catches. Um, but yeah, that was obviously a big thing. Um, I don't know, man. It, it, it I mean, me. so I don't remember. I just saw it today. Um, 
And this is something we'll get into on, on Thursday. So I'll be curious to see where you, uh, you and Jeremy uh, kind of line up with this. I'm not saying that this is how my list will fall because Friday or Thursday later this week, we'll do our top five MVPs to the first half. Um, one guy said Aaron Rodgers is his pick. Even after, even though he's not putting up huge numbers, uh, he said he's picking Rodgers because he's doing a lot. He's doing more with a lot less than some of these other guys. Guys like Stafford, guys like Brady, guys like Kyler Murray. You can throw in there Josh Allen. I mean, all, all of them have their top receiver, top dog, but I just feel, especially on Thursday, Rodgers was – he had nothing. I mean, Aaron Jones was his leading receiver, and he's a running back. Yeah, seven targets for Aaron Jones. Like, yeah, and he really quick, quickly arose. There was that one. I think it was like first play, first drive at least. Split Aaron Jones out wide. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, one one on one with uh, Isaiah Simmons, and he just did a go route. Just like, let's see if we can get it. Let's. I'm just gonna lob it just over your head. And, he almost uh, had it yeah. too. He almost had it. Almost had it. It was, yeah. but that's what they think of Jones as a receiver, which is oh, yeah. freaking dangerous. AJ Dillon obviously had a good game, but it's the Razul Douglas revenge game, and uh, we should have all knew it. Yeah, we should have. Uh, how could we miss that, Owen? No, I, I'm. Even after all the things that have happened, I mean, right now the Packers have the best record in the league. In the league, it's crazy. After Week One, and they get embarrassed by the Saints, everybody's like, "Well." Packers are done. Aaron Rodgers is saying, screw you to the Packers. I'll screw you the whole season. And nope. Uh, best record in the league, tops in the NFC, things like that. It's just crazy how far this team has come and have overcome so many injuries. I'm very excited to see what this team will do the second half and into the postseason. But we'll, we'll, we'll move on from the Packers. I just wanted to mention, we're not doing power rankings this week, right? Correct. Yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that next week. Packers are number one. That's, that's just, you know, and that's actually a question I was going to have for both of you. We're not officially doing power rankings, but I'm curious. I was going to say who, who would be your number one this week after all of the change that's happened. Yeah. Really quick. Packers, Cardinals, Rams. That'd be my top three for sure. Yeah. Uh, It makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Let's move on to some Sunday games quickly. Let's run through them. Some of them we might stick a little longer on, but otherwise we'll just kind of right through the rest. All right. Cardinals. Cardinals. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Panthers, Falcons, two teams that are average, below average, and they look like it on Sunday as well. They Panthers did. win 19 13. Sam Darnold goes down, what, halfway through the game, second quarter, I believe, something like that. Yep. Looked pretty decent um, to start out with, but goes out and uh, it kind of, um, you know, they, they won it, but it, it wasn't impressive. After. It was, yeah, definitely an ugly game. Darnold goes out with a concussion. Ryan gets stepped on. His his hand gets stepped oh, on. Oh, yeah, I saw that. The, I saw the picture just soaked yeah. in blood. They tried cutting Gladiator. away as much as possible, but he, he was definitely blooded up. Uh, Carolina was feisty in this game. It was definitely an ugly game between uh, offenses that really don't have their footing right now. Uh, both without probably their best player, non-quarterback, in this game yeah calvin ridley um is something yeah. we didn't even touch on but yeah yeah he's stepping away from the game um for mental health reasons which i think has really popped up in the nfl this year i mean a lot yeah. of players kind of talking about it and making light of it um you know he got a lot of support obviously for it but yeah 
stepping away from the game. I don't think officially a retirement, um, but stepping away from the game to, for mental health reasons. So, yeah, which is, which big- is, you know, it's, it's important and I don't blame anybody for that. Uh, and obviously at that point, when you're a star receiver, um, when you miss two out of three games, uh, you just have to think it's something serious and it looks like it is. So, yep. uh, on that end, look for Tajay Sharp to fill in. He came in and tied, uh, tied with Kyle Pitts for the target lead. You think Kyle Pitts would get more work than he did, but nonetheless, that's how it worked out. It looks like Carolina kind of, kind of keyed on him pretty good. Didn't let him be open. Um, but they both tied with six targets. Um, on the other side, I'm not like people want to be disappointed in Hubbard, Juba Hubbard, fantasy wise, at least. And I'm not too much because you can't really expect him to come in and just succeed in a role meant for Christian McCaffrey, the maybe one of the best players on the planet when he's healthy. So uh, in fantasy, he's still a good value and is still probably a running back too until CMC comes back. Um, I don't know the timeline really on him, but, um, and then other than that, like when Darnold is healthy um, and playing, he, he's, Darnold just needs to have a steady, no nonsense game. And when he does, DJ Moore succeeds pretty much every time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, just the news on McCaffrey, just to kind of maybe give hopes to uh, some fantasy people is um, hoping he'll be back this week. He's supposed to practice tomorrow. Uh, it's supposed to practice this week and uh, might return. So Bingo. And, good news and, for fantasy people. And now that you got Hubbard some some work, uh, look for a decently split backfield. Yeah. Um, it's definitely in the first week, but even going forward. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the Bills and the Dolphins. Another noon game Sunday. Um I mean, to, to be honest, kind of expected. Uh, I don't know. What was the line on this one, Owen? Do you remember? It yeah, was a right, big right. one, I believe. I Hopefully, I mean, they won by yeah. 15. I can't imagine us. It was 13 and a half. And okay. we, all, we were all on Buffalo, and they did manage to uh, pull it out at the end. Miami, they, they hung in, you know. They hung in until the end. Uh, they so did. Credit to them. Tua uh, kind of came back down to earth a little bit at times uh because he had a couple good games he did yeah a couple big big number games but comes back down hits a uh, costly interception um and he but he he ended up with a rushing touchdown Devontae parker was back even though Jalen waddle still had 12 targets only got four of them let me just uh, key on that real quick so two at 39 pass attempts 23 went to Parker and Waddle. 23 out of the 39. That's crazy. Hi. He's just pretty much focusing on two players. And I don't know. So it was three to three by the half. Uh, I think they probably still need to give more work to Miles Gaskin. Um, 12 carries, 36 yards. It isn't impressive, but. I mean, I just there's something going on with the offensive play calling there that I don't think is working. They don't have any faith in that running game at all. I mean, I don't blame them. It's not like Miles Gaskins anything to write home about or anything no, like that. But, but you still gotta like attempt. Like you can't just write it off. And you know, twelve carries isn't as bad as like some teams have done uh, that we've harped on this year so far. But like you need, you just need to be more creative in it. 
Um, maybe it's a two a thing. I don't know, but um, offense does seem pretty stale. Yeah, yeah. I mean, having Parker back isn't a bad thing, and it will take you know it'll probably still just take a minute to gel. So look for that this to at least improve um, next week. But I think this is I think they're still going to be middling. Well, I say middling, they're one and seven, so they're not necessarily middling, but I still see a little improvement coming for the Dolphins. Other than that, though, the Bills, like, maybe they didn't look impressive like they have in some other wins, but they still won it by 15. Yeah. And uh, Cole Beasley, <laughs> 10 catches for 110 yards. Are you kidding? Owen, real quickly before we move on from this game, last thing, at least from my side, what the heck? Is going on with Stefan Diggs? Look, it, you can you can call it disappointing if you want. He still got a touchdown, which is important. Uh, he had a couple most of the season. He he was having decent catches for high yardage with no touchdowns. So he's not having this high cap game that he's totally capable of. But for the Bills, it just feels like a receiver of the week type of situation. Like it's Sanders for a couple weeks, and it was Gabriel Davis I think last week. Beasley comes up big this week. Um, Diggs is still a steady guy. He's always going to get his seven, eight targets and, uh, they're big volume targets as well, just because we know what Josh Allen can do. So, yeah, I don't know, coming off a bye, kind of stale at the beginning of this game against Miami, turned it on in the fourth quarter, second half in general, but fourth quarter mainly, um, I, it, it'll, it'll get better. In my hey, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Bills fan, of course, anything like that, but just, I mean, not a 15 points. You're like, yeah, that's a good win. But yeah, like you said, you got to look beyond the numbers a little bit, break it down a little bit, not as impressive as it looks, but like you said, coming off a bye week, it is a division opponent. And sometimes those can get to you just ask the bucks, um, which we'll get to in a little bit, but yeah. Okay. Let's move on to another game. The Niners and the bears NFC matchup at soldier field. And uh, coming out game for for Jimmy G almost. So less less for Jimmy G and more for Justin Fields. I know what you want to say: two rushing touchdowns for Jimmy G, three hundred yards. I mean, he looked good. He looked good. I don't know, man. I'm still looking. If I'm in fantasy, I'm looking to pick all the defenses against Jimmy G. Like that's kind of a, a line. I you know, Owen. I picked up the Bears defense last week. You want to know how many points they got me? Seven. Seven. I would be happy with seven, Owen. (laughs) Negative one point. Okay. Well, look here. This is this was a Justin Fields game uh, breakout. Uh, Jimmy G running for two touchdowns is not going to happen. So let's just Elijah Mitchell put over a hundred again. This was more impressive in stance of Elijah Mitchell having 140, 137 and a score carried for uh, 18, I think, attempts. Um, and plus it was a healthy dose of Debo. Uh, I think Mitchell coming back definitely freed up the offense a little bit more in general. I know we talked about it last week. Just force feeding the ball to Debo isn't going to work if that's literally your only plan on offense. Well, now you get a couple things going. Uh, all of a sudden Debo gets, gets some openings and he does well with it. Um yeah, like I said, other side, Justin Fields can't expect him to rush for 100 yards a week, which was made, which 
what made him come up big this this game, but um, still some signs of life. Khalil Herbert, though, hey, just saying. They're pounding Jamie's him. not they like here him. to defend his boy. So they like lucky. him a lot. They like him a lot. 23 rushing attempts. Um, and then David, David Montgomery, Montgomery, he's not back yet. Looks to be coming? out another week, I think. Okay. All right. I, I mean, I, 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 I'm still this not is... really all that impressed with Fields. I mean, he's young. He's a rookie. Yes. He's yep. not going to do much. I mean, yeah, the rushing numbers are good, but the the his passing numbers are, are pretty much on par of what he's done all year. Looks which... like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, and and the still they still can't get the ball to the Robinson, which is unfortunate. Um, San Francisco was favored by three and a half. We all took the home underdog in Chicago, and that bit us. Ooh. But um, yeah, so we'll all take the L on that one. But you know, it, it'll be interesting. This sets up a good, uh, interesting matchup against uh, Arizona next week. Yeah, I believe San Francisco's at home, so you almost got to think about taking whatever the line is for the Niners uh, as a home underdog. But we'll see. Interesting. All right, we'll get to we'll get to that later. All right, let's move on to a division matchup the afc north pittsburgh steelers and the cleveland browns man i don't i just don't know how to how to explain the browns anymore i really don't i'm just lost they're just so talented on paper and they just can never put it together they're four and four now they lost 15 to 10 to the steelers uh, a boring game. I mean, it's a typical Steelers game, I guess. They put up a couple, t- uh, put up two touchdowns, a couple field goals, and uh, they win it late. They lead by their defense. But man, the Browns, I, I don't know. I don't know. What is it? Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> Classic AFC North football right there. Um, the Browns, man. I mean, when, when your quarterback has an injury like that, uh, you can't expect him to come back and be himself. Obviously, he was missing throws left and right. Um, Chubb came back. They were hopeful he'd be the focal point. Um, and, he, you know, he had a slow game, but he stayed healthy. So we'll look to improve on that. You know, Dearness Johnson, who had a big breakout week last week, doesn't get it done this week. Um, but that Pittsburgh defense is, you know, really good. It is. Yes, yeah. we expected. Really but so is the I mean, generally the Browns D is too. Um, it, I mean, big game for Friar Moose, Moose, hey. uh, and then Najee kind of sets the pace for the game, which is you know, yeah, what we predicted all along. Like, yes, when when they when Pittsburgh wins games, it will be because Najee frees up uh Ben to be a little more, you know, uh, uh, imp- free impro. Improv, I can't say improvisational. That. Yes, that's yeah. that works. That works. All right, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's kind of Ben's game. Almost, obviously, he can't move anymore. Uh, he's pretty much a statue back there. If he takes a step, he falls over. Um, <laughs> so uh, it, it's just crazy because this was a guy who used to it takes like three guys to take him down. Yeah, uh, and now it, it, all it takes is a gust of wind. So. Um, or a line on the 
Oh, yeah. and then this was another one where it was uh, they, you know, you never see fakes out of Pittsburgh. They tried to pull one over. Uh, Chris Boswell, yeah. dude, you got to call a helmet to helmet on that one or something. He's, he got murdered uh, trying to go for a lap. Yeah. And then at that point, like punter, you find out quick too that punters are not kickers. <laughs> like, uh, it's a little so different. It's a little different way to kick the ball. Presley Harvin, who's like a 300 pounder out there. Yeah, that was entertaining. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, other than that, Joe Schobert revenge game ends up with the hotly or the game high in tackles. So yeah. we should have known. I mean, Wisconsin boy right there. They go. Yep. I mean, g- good to see you. We love our Wisconsin boys out there. TJ Watt, you know, we talked about him. Um, yeah, I, I still, I'm just, even with the Baker injury and all this stuff, I'm just terribly disappointed in the, in the Browns. I, I expected big things from them this year. And uh, obviously it ain't going to come to fruition, but that's all right. That's just kind of how the Browns the roll every year. Bottom of the division right now. Did you, I mean, see, I don't want to toot my own horn. I think we were all high in the Browns, so we were all wrong, but, or, you know, wrong to this point. But oh, are, you, did, are you uh you want me to you want me to pull out the the division mm-hmm. predictions is that what you're saying well i mean you could if you want to i'm just saying that i i stated multiple times that i thought all teams in this division were playoff contenders i don't think any other division maybe the nfc west could boast that potential maybe not now afc north definitely more so at the moment um but look you know browns as good as they are four and four sit at the bottom of the division Bengals, Steelers, Ravens uh, after that. Ravens are kind of a lock, but the rest of the teams I still think have a chance. So AFC North, just to kind of back you up there, we all picked the Browns to win. Mistakenly. And uh, then we all, Jeremy and I had the Ravens second. You had the Ravens third and the Steelers second. And then... Jeremy and I had the Steelers third, and we all had the Bengals dead last. Fair enough. So, See, uh, again, like it won't show in the predictions. Yes, I just meant to say that I thought all of them would be near. They're uh, all winning. within, I mean, so I guess Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Baltimore within a game of each other, Cleveland's two games out. So, really, it's still anybody's game. Yeah, I'm just for, for sure coming from, from me, I'm not impressed with the Browns. And they should be a, a six and two kind of team to me. Yeah, you shouldn't be. Uh, 10 targets for Jarvis. Odell drama continues with uh, Odell Beckham Sr. and LeBron tweeting today. Whole, I think they're trying to push a trade. They <laughs> definitely trade were. On there. Yeah, uh, uh, LeBron, interesting. LeBron comes out and says free OBJ. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely trying to get him out. And um, he ain't. He He's staying in. in uh, but. Staying in Cleveland, at least for the rest of the season. Yep, for sure. You know, maybe Jeremy was on to something. He kept saying that when Odell's on the field, the offense seems to struggle more. I mean, I guess maybe we need to see a little bit more of that, but he might be on to something. I don't want to give yeah. Jeremy any more to toot his no, own heart, but. I, I agree with him. Like, they, I, I always thought they'd had a chance to figure it out eventually, but it's been three years and it's no improvement. Just gets worse every time it gets back. That 100% true. All right, let's move on. What else do we have on the board? 
Let's see. How about the Jets and the Bengals? Speaking of the Bengals and the AFC North, what the heck happened here? They lose to the Jets. The Jets of all teams, 34 to 31. Mike White. Mike White, Owen. Not Zach Wilson, the number two overall pick, but Mike White comes in and says, Bengals defense, never heard of it. Fifth round pick for the Cowboys three years ago. Mike White. Magic Mike, Mike White Lightning. Is that a good nickname? I think. Hey, I you know, however you want to say it. Burrow looked great still in this game. They scored 31 points. But Mike White, let me tell you. Okay, here, here's, here's one that I had right in fantasy all along. I knew Michael Carter was going to be huge. I have him on all my fantasy teams because uh, nobody else wanted him. So I drafted him pretty much the last, last one of the last two rounds, made sure I had Michael Carter just because of the potential. He comes up huge in the passing game. He's running back one on the week. Um, obviously a great connection with Mike White. He came back out. I think it was him in the post-game presser. He's like, oh, you didn't know Mike White, but you can know his name now. Um, Seth, um, as a Zach Wilson, you know, you know, pseudo fan, I would say, you know, you, you know, yeah, I agree. Side. yeah. If Mike White comes out and beats Carson Wentz on Thursday, can you go back to Wilson? So here's the deal with that. So I was reading a little bit about that, um, wh- what they should do, especially if they win on Thursday. Now, one guy was saying, or one article I was reading, uh, said the best thing that they could maybe do for Zach Wilson right now is stick with Mike White. I mean, that might be right. Now that I think about it, uh, I, am, for I am a big believer. Um, you know, I guess maybe it's the Packer fandom in me um, that you don't need to rush quarterbacks out there. I mean, we've been lucky in Green Bay that we went from Favre Rodgers was able to sit for a couple of years. We have Rodgers. Jordan Love is now sitting for a couple of years. I, really, to me, I mean, the quarterback position is such a difficult position to learn. I mean, you know, you, you can't just learn your own position, but you really have to know everybody else's position as well. Learn, know what everybody else is doing. You're the captain of the team. You're the focal point. You're everywhere out there. I mean, it, there's a lot of pressure on you. As a number two first-round pick, I mean, there's even more. New York, they have nobody, you know, coming in. So it's all Zach Wilson. I mean, it, it might do him some good to sit for a little bit. I mean, nobody's probably going to think Mike White is the future. I guess if he continues to play like this, then, hey, maybe. Maybe it'll be like Zach Wilson out the door, Mike White, you're the guy. Um, but it's one game. I mean, a heck of a first game, of course. Um, I, to me, why not stick with Mike White for a little bit? Let Zach Wilson sit, learn, learn the defenses, learn the team, things like that. Learn the NFL way. When he's ready, you plug him in. Maybe um, I heard, I think I heard this one too, was like, maybe he should just get injured in the first quarter next game and then he's just got like a guaranteed Andy Dalton-ish contract coming in next year from hey. somewhere because somebody you know somebody will take a chance if they know if that's what they've seen but I don't know I 
look. You mean you like know, Matt Flynn, like? Yeah. Matt sense. Flynn, huge game, one huge game, end of the season, gets like a a twenty five million dollar contract from yeah. it from the Seahawks, and then yeah. ends up never playing because Russell Wilson. Seven million dollars a year? Come on, like what? Who who loses? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Okay, so that I think that's kind of where I level out to is like if he if it comes out and he does another game where it, I mean he didn't four hundred yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Sure, he wasn't the greatest quarterback of the week, but he showed spots, which Zach Wilson was obviously been struggling. Um, another interesting note is. Uh, Offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur had his first game up in the uh, press box. box. Right. Not press box, but yeah, the, the box, and uh, which is his preferred spot. But he had been down on the field just uh, talking Zach Wilson through plays uh, for this beginning of the season just because that's what was Wilson's request Yep, uh, just to learn the offense. But now that they uh, – Mike White says, nah. Don't care. Go up there. Do your work. You got to You got to think that might have had something to do with the comfortability of the play calling. Uh, man, thirty-seven for forty-five for Mike White. A lot of look. A lot of dump offs. I think average average yards for, per pass was like three and a half yards or something. So that'll happen. But you look comfortable. Uh, we'll see how it goes going forward. You got to think the play calling starting to improve. And uh, I mean the Jets. I don't know. Maybe you just maybe do. Maybe you stick with Mike White if he's if he's like this. Maybe you stick with him for the year. Um, I I wouldn't blame him. I mean, it's a lost season, of course. Um, yeah, maybe, but you know, for the team's sake and for you're trying to build something with the players that you have. You know, let's win some games. We're not going to tank. We hey, got our we got, we got our quarterback. You play the win the game. Owen, and then play to win the game. And then next year, you know, you get, whether Mike White move, moves on, you get Zach Wilson back in. Let's really start, go to work. Yeah. Anything, it's a good story and Bingo. fun to watch. All right. Bingo. Let's keep it rolling to the Tennessee Titans, who are now Derrick Henry lists. So we talked about it earlier. And the Indianapolis so sad, Colts. Man. A good divisional game here, Owen. Good game. Went to OT, mm-hmm. 31-34. Titans win it. Uh, Carson Wentz brings out the old Carson Wentz. Uh, turns the ball over a few times, huh? Man, he was on a, such a hot streak. Hey, like I said, what maybe a week or two ago, trivia on that one, like for longest active streak, uh, multiple touchdowns and no interceptions, and then uh, goes shoots it yes. out the door. Makes possibly the two worst looking interceptions of in the league so far this year. Uh, man, yeah. they were bad. One completely ignores the dump off to the running back who would still be, you know, running right now open. Um, and then the other one in the end zone flips it to his left hand. He's trying to escape a stack, flips it to his left hand, realizes he doesn't want to take a safety and just throws it up and straight into the guy's hands like i he's not brett Favre. i'll say that no man just gotta make better decisions but the, yeah i gotta tell you watching carson wentz is like every play is a train wreck or amazing like <laughs> everything is exciting when it comes to carson wentz making a pass 
because uh, he just he always wants to make the move. You know, he's he's really tapping his feet back there. He's chopping. He's getting excited. He's running. He's running the other way. He gets sacked. He throws it up. Whatever happens, like it's all crazy, and I'm loving it every second. Um, but that's all the questionable part of the offense. What we know for sure is good. Carson Wentz mostly good this year, actually. Really, he has been. Yeah, this was probably definitely his worst game of the season. And then, but Michael Pittman Jr. turning into a wide receiver one right in front of our eyes ends up with two touchdowns. Big game for him. Um, And then we continue this Jonathan Taylor warpath. even though his carries aren't really what they should be, it seems like it, it's kind of confusing that they don't give him more red zone carries. You would think, right? Yeah. I, I mean, he's a big back. It's muscle. not like he's a small back either. No, he's very stocky. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it looks like I think Frank Reich owned it too. He's like, we really kind of strayed away from the run game and uh, it cost us and put us in bad position, so it's not all on Carson, but yeah, I don't know. That's Indy, though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, really, we talked about Tennessee a bit. They end up with the win, uh, but really, really a terrible loss at the yeah. same time. Um, and, and and I talked about it, just really my only it. you got to incorporate Julio when he's healthy, and this team is now an A.J. Brown team. It is. And, yep, Rob's around him and Tannehill. Uh, see what Tannehill can do. Um, Tannehill wasn't perfect either on Sunday. He also had two picks, uh, but luckily Wentz made his look worse. So, um, yeah. I, I'm, you know, if the Colts would have won this, t- Tennessee would have been five and three, and the Colts would have been four and five, and they would really be right there within the division, like, you know, just a couple games out. But they're now three and five. Tennessee six and two. I mean, unless it's a colossal collapse from the Titans, they pretty much have the division locked up now. Right. With the Jags in there, and then with the Texans and the Jags, two of the worst teams in the league. Um, For real, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you only have to worry about the Colts, and you already have a game up on them now. Uh, And then, you know, they're three, four games back. So Tennessee can look for other ways, uh, but, you know, still got to lock up the division, but I would expect them to. All right, let's move on, continue down the road here. Denver Broncos and the Washington football team. 17-10 to 10 victory for the Broncos. Two teams that also really aren't doing much. Broncos sold their best player in the league. Washington uh, has just been terrible this year. Um, two average teams kind of look like it too. 17-10 win. Not a lot happening. Melvin Gordon the lone bright spot on that Denver offense for the most part. Otherwise, Teddy kind of does what Teddy does and game manages. Excuse me. Um, yeah. Uh, Teddy does what Teddy does. That is correct. Uh, yeah. Gordon and Javante kind of, tur- they're kind of turning into a good tandem. Um, Gordon had yeah. the better day because of the touchdowns, but I think Javante is still uh, they pretty much got an equal share in that backfield, which maybe upsets some fantasy owners. I'm okay with it. I'm a Javante owner. I like it. Um, yeah, I'm uh, surprised than, uh, Melvin didn't get moved at all. I know there was some rumbling, some talks yeah. of him possibly getting moved. I'm surprised. Imagine him in Tennessee. Woo. Ten- Ten- yeah, you would. Up. 
I guess maybe if this would have happened last week, I'm sure Tennessee would have made a move, but maybe it was just too much of a rush for them to be comfortable making some kind of move. Uh, yeah, but- I guess. Yeah. And that's another Wisconsin boy we're talking about. So I know always like to see him go. I know a lot yeah. of people are upset uh, with Gordon's involvement in the backfield. I know uh, a certain charger fan uh, listener that uh, <laughs> <laughs> and knows the mistakes of Melvin Gordon, but um, other than that, I mean, light, yeah, like you said, light work in the passing game. Uh, Judy came back, though. Jerry Judy came back uh, looking – probably looking to get back in game shape. So it might take a week. Cortland Sutton probably had his worst game of the year. Um, but, dude, still a baller. So once they figure out how to get them the ball, I guess it was a it – was, it's a light Washington defense. So I'm not sure what yeah. was holding them back, really. Um I mean, uh, Tim Patrick, fantasy-wise, at least for me, I have him on my team, got me another nine points. That just kind of seems to be where he's at for most of the season. We'll see what kind of hit Jerry Judy does on that. But Tim Patrick, he's never had any huge games, but at least for me, it's just been kind of just a steady seven to ten points is pretty much what I'm going to get out of Tim Patrick each week for the most part, unless you throw in a couple touchdowns in there. But otherwise, yardage-wise, that's kind of where he's at. Yep, that seems about right. Um, oh man, you, it just looking. Uh, so, sorry, just to kind of think about this. Imagine if they had a quarterback. I know the whole talk is Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos, which I don't think is going to happen anymore because they sold, like I said, sold their best player uh, to the Rams. But imagine if they had a quarterback, guys like Judy Sutton, Patrick Noah Fant. They could that could a dangerous offense. If they got weapons with potential, uh, I think you're pretty much solid across all your skill positions on offense. And you got a decent line. Uh, I remember Gary Bowles. I can't remember uh, the rest of it. But, uh, yeah, you just need need a playmaker with the ball in his hands every play. And uh, that defense just needs some more talent. Uh, Obviously, they just lost one of their old guys, but to get picks back. Helps, I suppose. Uh, Pastor Tan is obviously a step in the right direction. And uh, uh, still have Justin Simmons back there. Justin Simmons made a big play. That's right. Um, But yeah, Washington's offense, they continue to drive the field and then flop in the red zone. That's their ML. You feel, you almost feel bad. You almost feel bad, especially for a guy like Taylor Heineke what a good story he is and it's just kind of starting to go downhill for him yeah he got he got his he got his moment he got his big uh playoff performance almost beating brady but um yeah now we're back down to earth uh antonio gibson the usage is still limited coming back from injury but he should be good to go after the bye week for all the gibson owners yeah terry scary terry didn't do much either um but I guess yeah, with a such a sporadic quarterback, you don't know what you're going to get is the hard part. Really? So, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's unfortunate. Yeah. All right. Well, let's keep it moving. Shall we? Let's, let's just touch on this game. We'll, we'll let Jeremy do most of it, but you know, let's just touch on it. Uh, it's the lions after all NFC North. Um, my first question for Jeremy will be, uh, who are the Eagles? Um, 
<laughs> because uh, what they did on Sunday, they have never done before this season. Uh, I don't know if they finally listened to Jeremy, um, but what he's been saying all season is run the ball. And that's pretty much all they did on Sunday was run the ball. Jalen was nine for 14, 14 pass attempts. Reminds me of uh, when Jimmy G had nine pass attempts against the Packers three years back. Um, nine for 14, 103 yards. Otherwise, they just ran the crap out of the ball. Boston Scott had 12. Howard had 12. Kenneth Gainwell had 13, amazingly, even though he didn't touch the ball to the fourth quarter. And uh, Jalen Hurts had seven carries as well. So just up and down the field rushing, which is crazy, crazy. 46 attempts. Sorry, just to sum that up. 46 attempts for 236 yards and four touchdowns. And only 14 pass attempts. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, okay. So Jordan Howard, two scores. Uh, but he was reverted to the practice squad <laughs> the, the day after and uh, possibly won't be on the roster next week. Um, this was yeah. full domination by the Eagles. You mentioned Kenny Gainwell. Um, so I don't want to talk about Kenny Gainwell, but anyways, obviously it doesn't work for Seth fantasy wise this week, but here's where I would say not to, you know, it came out in a way that none of us expected. No one expected the Eagles to drop 40 on the Lions. As bad as the Lions are, we thought the Eagles weren't that much better. But I think a couple of us were on Detroit. You were the only, you were the only one on uh, Philly this week, Seth, so congratulations. You know, I, I think, I'm pretty sure I said that last week. Told that right to Jeremy's virtual face. And he bit it. <laughs> yes we're yeah i mean i'm sure he out. enjoyed the w but betting wise i took that one i think that's gotta be his his frame of mind right now is he's just gonna bet against the eagles and say they're shit every week and uh you know just hopefully in the back of his mind it'll protect him from anytime they are shit but when they do good he can be like oh that's a surprise anyway yeah. we'll get his thoughts Full domination by the Eagles. Uh, they did like you, like we mentioned. They didn't have to work any in the passing game, which is where Gainwell. That's his true. Skill true. Set, is in the passing game. So because they didn't do it at all, it kind of turns out ipso facto. Gainwell struggles fantasy points wise. So if Sanders is out, I don't. I don't remember the timetable for Sanders. Is it a couple weeks still? Uh, I believe it's. Uh... Minimum uh, two more weeks. He was put on the short-term IR last week. Um, so we one week into it. So at least another two weeks of him gone. Minimum. So I, I, I don't know the Boston Scott factor either. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to try to stay away from the Eagles backfield still as much as possible until we get Sanders back and we know what the actual workload is in games that are real life and not this game that was such a weird, fluky. Uh, Probably was, yeah. Anyway. But, but uh, yeah, I guess, sorry, just to wrap it up from my end, and then you can wrap it up. Uh, you know, maybe hope you learn from this as a Eagles coach, Sirianni, that uh, you run the ball a little bit more. Maybe not almost fifty times. I mean, this isn't the Army Navy game uh, where you have to run the ball fifty times. But right. if you you know you you run the ball a little bit more, a little fifty fifty um, game in there, fifty pass, fifty um, rush. Um, instead of throwing the ball 50 times or 40 times, um, 
you know, balance it out and you might have a successful offense, I guess. <laughs> really? That's how you, you make it? You just have a balanced breakfast and you're good? Hey, that's what they say. Anyway. That's what they say. All uh, right. De- DeAndre Swift on the other side. Yep. Disappointing. It's a poor game script. It was pretty obvious. Scott continues to struggle. The offense is going nowhere right now. TJ Hawkinson, though, is a stud. Start him. Um, Every week I do. And it just seems like the Lions are just on track for KV on Thibodeau, first pick in the draft next year. Beautiful. Can't wait for another lousy Lions team next year. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to a game that we talked about pre-show because I got worried for a minute that they didn't cover because somehow they let the Texans come back and score a few touchdowns, three touchdowns to be exact, in the fourth quarter when they had a shutout going. Luckily, we called this game early enough that we covered, um, as Owen mentioned. But Rams won 38-22, to but the Texans put up 22 points in the fourth quarter alone. Yes. Uh, you texted me midway through this game, and you're like, did you actually pick the Texans this time? I was like, yes, Seth, I picked the Texans. Uh, I thought they'd be within two touchdowns. Uh, I realize now that Terod Taylor is not playing. Thank you. Uh, But then I also said that, but don't, you know, don't look away now. They're primed for a backdoor cover, which is what they did for many people who picked the game on the weekend when you should. Uh, Because so, yeah, this line opened at 14 and a half. It got moved because so many people were on the Rams. So it got all the way to 16 and a half. Sure enough, those people were wildly disappointed on Sunday. But not me. Not you or Jeremy, I believe. No, I I knew it. Oh, I, yeah. That, man, honestly, I, that scares me. I mean, I guess maybe they just really let up on the gas and were like, all right, we're up 38 to nothing in the fourth. Who cares much. what happens? But. Still, I mean, come on. Pretty much. Uh, Cooks was the only bright spot on offense. Uh, All year, pretty much. Yeah, Brevin Jordan, I think, got in the end zone, but you're not signing him fantasy-wise. I mean, the Rams are just steady as hell. Sometimes when you get teams like this, you'd expect them to be really up and down like the Bucs were last year. Now the Rams are just – their one loss was to the Cardinals, who the Cardinals just played a better game. But the Rams – Sure, they let off the gas here in the fourth quarter, but the game was handled. Yep. And that's pretty much every single week for the Rams. They're going to put up 30 points uh, against bad teams. They're going to put up at least 20 against good teams, and uh, they're going to be in every single game. Uh, Cup and Woods, are they the best receiver tandem in the league? Uh, As of right now, yeah. Cup and Stafford are probably the best. Mm, Well... Arguably the best one-two at quarterback as well. Quarterback, wide receiver combo, but you could say Devontae and Rodgers probably for that. And but, Burrow and Chase as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but j- just to tease, I'm curious to see how many Rams you guys have on your MVP list on Thursday. How many? Yeah. Okay, that was a tease. Tease and a half sees. Tease uh, and a half sees. And now they only improve with Von Miller, so – like i said earlier the rich get richer to the spoils they go for that defense too fair enough yeah um all right let's continue moving on a few games left let's see what do we got here what do we have here tampa bay nolens a sunday afternoon game and i tell you i enjoyed this one owen 
<laughs> enjoyed it. Okay. I What's love, that? I loved the finish of this game. Just, just gave me good, good feelings for a Sunday. You, like the finish, like the, you know, the whole thing, or is it a play specifically that you have your eye on? I mean, you know, the last like two minutes of the game was pretty good. <laughs> it, it was good ending, good ending for Saints fans and myself. Uh, Trevor Simeon though looked uh, pretty solid coming in. He looked I mean, all right. He was I mean, started games in the NFL before, and he looked like it. Yeah, I mean, we talked a bit, a little bit about this obviously earlier as well with the whole Jameis injury, but um, yeah, I mean, Saints defense I think was the story. They picked off Brady twice, yes. uh, pressured him all day, and that's really, I mean, that's kind of the mo. It's talked about all the time. How do you beat Tom Brady? You pressure him especially up the middle. Uh, you get into his face right away so he can't step up or he's not nimble enough to, you know, move outside for the most part. Yeah. Um, so you get pressure in his face up the middle uh, and that's when he struggles and that's what they did. And it, he struggled. I mean, he still put up big numbers cause you know, he, I mean, he does that cause they pass all the time and things like that. Um, but d- defense look good. I mean, that might be what has to carry them now. What James gone. So. I think so. Defense looks uh, dominant in a lot of ways. Uh, here's a good stat. Uh, not even a stat. Uh, just a just a statement. Marshawn Lattimore is a beast. <laughs> Mike Evans yeah. didn't do anything. Two balls. Uh, he got that one touchdown, but yep. uh, that was it. stifled uh, by Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore owns Mike Evans uh, yearly, too. So It, it seems like that. Yep. Yeah. No, I but mean that Continue. My bad. Chris Godwin, 140 yards on the other side. The rest of the Saints secondary is poor. Uh, Marcus Williams, Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins is really old. Um, yeah, he's crazy. Gardner he's still Johnson. playing. Yeah, it is. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is just not a good player, I don't think. Uh, they, they continue to start him, but kind of a Kevin King role, in my opinion. But, hey. It is what it is. I'm not the, I'm not the Saints GM. Um, uh, what was I – about Saints, Leonard Fournette, that Saints defensive line didn't let him do anything. Uh, he had one 13 yard run, and then he had seven carries for 13 yards. Yeah, outside that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, luckily, I didn't start him on my fantasy team this week. Uh, he did nothing. Uh, I mean, yeah, Chris Godwin was the lone like big play guy for um, the Bucks, other than. Cyril, Cyril Grayson. Ah, yeah. The one play that he had, one target, one just a streak down the middle of the field, just a go, 50-yard bomb, a guy who came from LSU, so kind of a homecoming game almost for him, uh, which yeah. is kind of cool. Um, was a track star, things like that. Never played high school, college football, anything like that, but comes in, scores a big play, and might be his only catch of his career, but that'll be memorable. Yep, for sure. Big time. And he probably won't play much now that Antonio Brown will probably be coming back in the next week or two. Yeah. Gronk did come back, uh, targeted once. Uh, did He did some blocking on other plays, but they yeah, definitely didn't play much. Did. Yeah. Um, uh, you said that you mentioned the two interceptions. He also had that really costly fumble uh, that he just kind of got True. tripped into his lineman and dropped the ball. Yeah. Which is, you know, not what you want to see out of a, you, you don't see that out of him. Very often. Yeah, you see that out of old man Brady. <laughs> That's All right. Dangerous. 
But uh, other than that, you know, Jameis is out huge. Obviously, Kamara is going to be the guy. Uh, Taysom Hill, I think he had a concussion, but I think he's coming back uh, next week. So he'll obviously be. I think so. Yeah, I believe you're right. Yep. Simeon's still like a decent backup, though. Uh, So we'll see. Saints are in a a, still in line for a playoff spot. They are crazy enough. Um, But yeah, see if they can overcome it, kind of like the Titans. Well, all right. So move on a couple more afternoon games. Wrap this up. We have the Chargers and the New England Patriots. Patriots pull it out 27 to 24 to move to 504 and four on the year. What is happening to the Chargers? Two weeks ago, we were like, this is the top team in the AFC. And uh, now they're not. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It is really kind of crazy what's going on. Uh, Literally equal stat lines for Herbert and Jones when it comes to, they were both 18 for 35 and uh, within five yards of each other. Herbert got the two touchdowns. He also had two picks though, two costly picks. Uh, I mean, Patriots defense played well. I chalked this up. Like nobody really performed that great. Damian Harris had 80 yards and a touchdown. Um, but this was a coaching win. For, Bill Belichick. Uh, yeah. And I think that's exactly what I think. I remember Jeremy calling this last week when we were picking the games. He, uh, he mentioned this would just be a Belichick game plan that will ruin the Chargers offense. And he was absolutely right. Yep. Um, Keenan Allen. Gets a decent day. Austin Eckler with a decent day. But, uh, man, it, it's, it was almost boring in a sense. But it was also a surprising win for the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, they're borderline uh, playoff team right now. They can continue to improve like, like they have. They might be a playoff team by the time the season ends. Yeah, you got nothing out of the Jets and Dolphins in terms of that. But you can definitely see them sneak away with a wild card spot. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be fun. It would be fun seeing you that know, would be that Patriots, would be cool. Raven, Patriots Ravens in the wild card game. That'd be great. Ooh, that'd be wild. All right. Let's move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Talking about bad teams. One of the worst teams in the league. Seahawks really aren't that much better right now. Um, but they, they put it on the, the Jags as to be expected 31 to 7. Yeah, yeah. As much as we talk about the the Seahawks struggles. Uh, yeah. Jacksonville had no real shot here. Lawrence. I just don't know, man. I think, I think it comes down to coaching, man. It, it, it came down. Uh, oh yeah. And there was a fantasy wasteland for these guys outside of, uh, you know, Robinson Metcalf and Lockett, uh, all great options week to week. Lockett came, comes up with 142 yards. Holy crap. He still comes up with that roller coaster ride. That is Tyler Lockett. Uh, DK Metcalf gets uh, six catches, two touchdowns, two touchdowns. is huge for him. Um, catches all six of his targets. Only four guys even targeted for the Seattle offense. Uh, they've really ran the gambit for their rushing game because they had uh, six guys get carries, uh, including Geno Smith. Alex Collins is the big uh, ended up with 10 carries as the leading uh, leading guy, but Travis Homer, Rashad Penny, DJ Dallas, even Jerry Homer. Garrett. Travis Homer. What a it name. Was, what a name. Such a, such a weird, another one of those weird freaking games. Geno Smith ends up with two touchdowns, both of them to DK. But, I mean, Jacksonville, I just wanted 
I don't know if you watched this game, Seth. Uh, not came, much. I mean, caught some highlights, but that was about it. I I I didn't get much of a um snippet on red zone when I was watching because it was thirty one to seven. No one's watching that. <laughs> but it, I I watched the last couple minutes of the game. They're down. This was at a point I think they were down. Uh, shoot. Uh, they were down a couple scores, if not three. And it just looked like Urban gave up. He's just like, okay, well, you know, we're, this is done. Let's just run this out and get out of here. Look, you just, he, end of the game, you just, you, you can see it on his face too. He's like, all right, let's just get out of Seattle, go home. Uh, is he done after the year? Is he gone? As much as everyone thinks that's probably the right move. Uh, I think his contract's too costly for them to move on. I think they're going to have to ride it out a little bit. But I mean, they paid so much for the man. They've lost. It just seems like the team is in total disarray. Like it, there doesn't seem to be any kind of anything going on there. It, it seems like he's lost the team. I mean, obviously reports from you know last couple of weeks. You know, there, there's no respect for him as a coach, things like that. Players are mocking him, things like that, a few weeks back. I mean, yeah, they beat the Dolphins two weeks ago uh, in overtime or whatnot. Um, other than that, I mean, they, they really haven't been all that competitive. I don't know what it is. Uh, I think James Robinson is still, like, the best player on offense. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So you'd yep. think you'd want to run through him, but they were down quickly, seventeen to seven, or seventeen nothing uh, by the end of the first half. So they really went away from that, and they just stayed down. So yeah. uh, I don't know. It's they're just a bad team. It, it's hard for me to get a grasp on Trevor Lawrence as well. Um, yeah. You know what kind of quarterback he really is, just because of how bad this offense and this team is functioning. It's like. Is Trevor Lawrence a part of that? Is he able not to? Is he not able to improve because of how bad the the surroundings are? I just I question that. So I agree. Wilson right. got the pin out of his uh of his, his thumb or his finger his finger. So uh, something like that. His progress will ramp up here in the next couple of weeks. I almost wonder if it's going to be too little, too late by then. You know, you never know with them, though. They could always sneak in. They're, they they could. seem like a perennial playoff team, so maybe they just. Uh, I wouldn't take team. anything away from this thirty-one to seven victory, though. If I was a Seahawks fan, I, I would. No. It means the Jag. So, exactly. but no, you're right. You you never know. All right, Sunday night game. Just a few games left to wrap this up. We have the Cowboys, them Cowboys, without Dak, with Cooper Rush. What a game. And against the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins, who once again lived up to the hype of primetime, no primetime Kirk. Yeah, yeah. So I'll take the call on that one. I was right. I was correct. Uh, It seemed like prime for high-scoring affair. Dak goes out, and then we, you know, when I found out it was on primetime, I knew Kirk wasn't going to do anything, and I was right. Uh, again, sorry to the, the Viking, Vikings fans, listeners. I mean, um, you're not wrong. Cooper Rush comes in and outperforms Kirk Cousins. Uh, that's something in and of itself. Uh, his family was going crazy on in the stands. That was a cool sight to see as well. 
The thing about Minnesota, this was a 20 to 16 game. It wasn't high scoring, but Minnesota is such an interesting team to watch week to week. Uh, number one, we live in an area that it's kind of split between Packers Vikings fans. We live close enough yep. to Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not, and I don't root against the Vikings much. Uh, I, you know, I, do, I dislike the Bears quite heavily, but <laughs> Minnesota, when you're not a Vikings fan, it's like watching Carson Wentz every single play. <laughs> you never know what's happening. Uh, that's and true. There's, there's always some late game shenanigans that happen. Um, and this one, uh, yeah, Cooper Rush leads that leads that charge, uh, and then Kirk Cousins doesn't have any timeouts or time to finish off a drive, and uh, Cowboys steal the win You know, Dak. Owen, just to kind of solidify that point and solidify why Kirk Cousins will not succeed in late games and things like that, he he came out, I, I don't know if it was, I think it was probably Monday morning, but they asked him about the end of the game and the timeouts. Or, no, it was the end of the first half and the timeouts that they had because – they had clock issues at the end of the first half too. Yes, and he said blatantly, and I'm like, as a veteran quarterback who's been on this team for multiple years, how can you have a mentality like this? But he said, I leave the clock management and the timeouts up to the coaching staff. <laughs> I have no control over that. And I'm like, what? You've been <laughs> on this team. You're the, you're the captain of this team, offense, You've been on this team multiple years now. You know the offense, everything like that. And you come out and say that you don't have anything to do with the clock and the timeouts. How can you not? I don't so get that. He probably, you know, not that he'd make like the perfect decisions. He probably should have a better hand in that because the way Zimmer handles it is piss poor. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> it, it just kind of shows how this, how this team is run. Um, uh, I think it's Clint Kubiak. I think that's the OC as well. And both of them, I don't know what the disconnect is. I've had a uh, Jordan Vikings fan uh, shout out, uh, made the point that he does as many offensive coordinators as the Vikings had over the years. They just had Kevin Stefanski a couple years ago. He's succeeding in Browns land, even though if they're struggling right now, but as a head coach in general, he's doing good. Yep. Um, it seems like Zimmer is overruling a lot of these decisions being made by the OCs and it always ends up being really questionable, uh, questionable. He makes inappropriate running decisions on passing downs, which is just a week to week thing. It always happens. And it, there's way too much predictable screen work. Like, I don't know if they just keep falling back onto it because it's comfortable or they just want to try to get the ball into Dalvin's hands who ends up with no catches and I don't know. You got to mix it in. I, I just don't, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what the game plan is. So the other thing is Jefferson gets shut down on by Trevon Diggs. He has a, he has a very light game. Uh, Thielen continues to just catch touchdown passes uh, week to week. That's just his thing. So you got that bright spot when Jefferson doesn't do well, but I mean, the, the, the game plan isn't there. Uh, I, I look to see uh, Zimmer is going to be a great senior defensive assistant on the Packers next year. I think that's what I come down to. <laughs> Yikes. I don't want that to happen. Owen. Well, you I know. know Aaron Rodgers does. I know Aaron Rodgers 
has said it multiple times. He has a lot of respect for Zimmer and things like that, but I just don't know about that. That's fair. Um, but on the other side, the Cowboys did play well. Defense played well. Um, uh, I can't remember who got the – was there – no. Maybe it was – no, never mind. Uh, I was thinking there was a pick, but there wasn't. Um, so Trayvon Diggs loses his streak. Yeah, sadly, uh, sadly. What a good streak. But again, like he locked down Jefferson for the most part. Who only, only got targeted four times. And Parsons did his homework snuffing out all those like those yeah. draws and, and yep. screens. And he's doing a lot of edge rushing now too, which just shows the kind of player that guy is. That dude is a stud. And will be, you know, a defensive player of the year candidate coming in the next few years. Yeah. In my opinion. He, I believe he is your defensive rookie of the year, and he's probably on his way to it. So seems like it. Yeah. Seems like it. Yeah. No, um, I mean good good for Dallas to be able to do this without um without Dak and probably sorry, Jeremy, probably a legitimate Super Bowl contender right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh a nice little stat. I'm gonna bring back the uh full records, I think, when we do the line is right later this week but right. they're seven and oh against the spread haven't lost a game against the spread this year cowboys haven't cowboys dang all right the look at that team. perfection all right going from one super bowl contender to not another but should be uh we have the ending ending our recap for tonight the chiefs and the giants chiefs won last night i admitted to you earlier owen that i did not watch a second of this game um i had no interest i probably should have because it was the chiefs um but i just i didn't and uh i I watched some highlights looked it over you know got some notes and things like that caught up a little bit um the score doesn't surprise me i i woke up this morning and i was like all right let's see who won i I would not have been surprised if the giants would have won this game um which is kind of sad to say that that's maybe how far the chiefs have fallen i don't know uh, but Chiefs end up pulling this out um, 17 to 20, uh, a low scoring game for the most part. Um, you know, Chiefs just not putting up the points that they were. Defense, I guess you, you hold a team to 17 points. That's not bad, I guess. Uh, but the Giants stink. That's the thing you're leaving out. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with Daniel Jones in the coming years or the year or whatever happens. Cause I have to imagine Dave Gettleman's out by the end of the year because no one's a fan of him. And uh, by the time the front new front office comes in, you think they're going to be making a new decision about a quarterback. Probably want to bring their own guy in. We'll see what happens, but nobody comes out of this game feeling good. Not a person. The giants feel sick that they let it go because they had the game until that last they really did. They did. The, uh, with a minute left. And uh, so you come out in the postgame pressers. All Patrick Mahomes is talking about is uh, the two big turnovers. And Andy Reid's talking about all the penalties that put him in a bad position. And uh, everyone else talked about how they're going to start turning this disappointing thing around. You just won a game on Monday night. But they're absolutely right because <laughs> it looked terrible. It did yeah. the whole time. And it wasn't even necessarily Mahomes' fault because he had that interception um, 
Yeah, what the heck was that? Did that bounce right off his face mask? Right off his helmet. Uh, I, was, I saw he's that. Dodging, he's dodging a pass rusher. He does a little jump pass. So it's probably coming in a little hotter than usual and a little more panicky. But it comes in, uh, I can't remember the exact players. It went through one guy's hands and then bounced off another dude's face mask. So that's two mistakes. <laughs> two yeah. easily uh, fixable mistakes. And right into a Giants uh, defender's hands in the end zone. So, yep. I mean, he they can't – I mean, that first drive, though, they looked like they had something. I know. Now, I was wa- I was watching the Manning cast, and it feels like every other play, Peyton's just like, oh, my God. He, he hates bad football. It's amazing to watch. He, he will cuss – he would cuss out anybody in a different setting, but – he absolutely hates bad football. There's a lot of it in this game. And I got to tell you, I'm not out on the Chiefs. I still think they can make a run. I still think they can figure it out. On Twitter, there's a bunch of drama being made up by fans, of course. Yeah. Uh, it absolutely Naturally. looks like it absolutely looks like Pat Patrick hates his brother, <laughs> the TikTok dancer. Uh, and there was like this weird little like uh, passive aggressive dap before the game while he was hugging the rest of his his family. It's just a weird like he's in a weird headspace. And Rogers and McAfee talked about it today uh, on uh, Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays. And great day. it seems like Rogers. Day. It seems like like McAfee said like Rogers is kind of like the only guy who can kind of relate to Mahomes in the way of like, he had early success in his career. He had the Super Bowl that really changed his life and uh, put him in, you know, this whirlwind on top of having an MVP the next year. And then all this like publicity and the state farm commercials that made him like this big, like pop culture figure. Uh, Same thing kind of happened to Mahomes. Mahomes had happened a little bit earlier than Rogers, but um, they, and then they share, you know, this, this relationship with the state farm and they're, they're around each other a lot. And now they got a game coming up this next Sunday. State farm game. Um, state farm game. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. It was Jacob or. Uh, Jake from the state farm, isn't it? He's going to the game, right? Oh, is, that, is that why I said Jacob? Yeah. Whatever his name was, it's Trevor or something like that. And he's going to be at the game. They're going to do some stuff. So you got to think, you know, Rogers and Mahomes, they deserve a little heart to heart. And maybe Rogers is the one to pick him out of this little slump because it's a Mahomes slump. Something's going on. He, but he's still like a transcendent figure in the game of football, and he's going to figure it out at some point. I, I would like to see Mahomes put it together for this Packer game, and let's let's make it interesting. I've always wanted to see a Rogers Mahomes matchup. The past three four years, we're finally getting it. I don't want to see him not at his best. That makes sense. I would, I'd be fine with a loss. I say that. I just want to watch a good football. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I want to see 300 yards from each of them, you know, 35 to 27, something like that. You know, we might get it too, especially from Rogers. Uh, Adams is back. MVS is back. Lazard is back. It wouldn't surprise me if Rogers puts up 300. Uh, also wouldn't surprise me if Mahomes puts up 300 just because they're going to pass a lot. That's what they do. He's going to pass 40 times probably at least. So it wouldn't surprise me if he puts up 300. 
Um, but no, I get what you're saying. I mean, this is like, um, wow. Uh, Ali versus Frazier kind of thing almost is what, what I'm trying to get at. What you would want to be if, if, you know, if Frazier didn't have a broken left hand, you know? <laughs> True. That's Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's, it's two Titans going against each other, you know, two, two mammoths, uh, going to battle. Um, we'll see how Mahomes plays. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'll take the W no matter how it happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I get what you're saying. It would be nice to see a good, entertaining back and forth game. Kind of reminds me of um when the Rams and the Chiefs did it a few years back, when it was yes. uh, one of the best Monday night games of all time. Now both of them were hot at the time. Those were they're both kind of at their apex. I think Chiefs won. Uh, 54 to like 48 or something like that yeah, it was Mahomes won the MVP that year but the Rams lost in the Super Bowl to the Patriots so it was kind of like a perfect scenario for both teams but uh obviously the Packers are a wrecking crew right now um you'll see this game this will be the Joe Buck Troy Aikman game in three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday yep um let, let's just all root for a big game it's a big time over under so um Vegas still believes I I gotta think like the Packers defense is playing good they're not the best defense in the league you know what I'm saying so you gotta think that they'll be able to find Hill in a mismatch against Stokes Uh, as much as I like Stokes you know there'll be opportunities for that uh for that to hook up to be to be there and then Kelsey is like a mismatch for anybody so yes um, I'm excited for it I still, I, 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 and the Chiefs are such a likable team that it's like, I really, I really want them to figure it out. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, it, they're, they're good for the NFL um, to be good as well. So uh, we'll see. I, I hope they turn it around, but not this weekend. I'll say that. Bingo. All right. That is our recap. That is the show for tonight. Like I said earlier, we're trying something new just because we can. We're going to split it up this week to part one tonight, part two coming at you next week with our few other regular segments as always. But until then, Jeremy, Jeremy will be back on Thursday as well. He'll be back later this week. Um, Get the full band back together as always. Bingo. But until then, see you in a few days. Adios. Adios. That dude is a guy. That guy is a dude.